Welcome to the Power Hour, the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success. I'm Adrienne Herbert, international speaker, fitness coach, Adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives, change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon, or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. Yo, hey everyone, it's Adrienne here. I hope you are all having an awesome week. So a little bit different from me today, it's not a voice note and it's not an interview. Last week, I delivered a talk on wellness and high performance to a group of founders. Now, this is a talk that I have done a few times this year. I've delivered this talk to Selfridges, to ASOS. I've delivered it to a few different organizations. And when I do the talk, I sometimes share little snippets on Instagram or on Twitter or on LinkedIn. And I often get messages from people saying, what's the talk about like this high performance stuff like tell me more but it's quite difficult to you know condense a one-hour talk into Instagram stories so I thought that I would share my talk about wellness and high performance on the podcast I love this community I love the power hour crew so I just thought that hopefully you would enjoy it if you do let me know and maybe we could do maybe I could do a few more of these in the future so As I said last week, it was all about wellness and high performance, in particular for business founders. But to be honest, I think these things apply to so many different people and we can implement them into different into our lives in different ways. Over the last eight, almost nine years since I've been working in the wellness industry, in the fitness space as a coach, uh, since being a global brand ambassador for Adidas, that's given me so many wonderful opportunities to meet incredible athletes and high performers. And then also since hosting this podcast and having time to sit down with people who I believe are doing incredible things and really who've cultivated habits and practices and and a lot of success, really. I've really kind of tuned into what are the common themes throughout these people you know like what are they all doing what do they all have in common and so over the last 18 months I've really kind of gone deep on that and done a lot of reading a lot of listening to other podcasts a lot of research about high performance and high performers and what they share and and in particular if they do have a wellness practice I've really kind of looked at that and a morning routine etc so I've looked at, you know, a huge number of people, as I said, but I always start off my talk by, I have this slide and I talk about there's some very famous, very successful faces on there. People like Steve Jobs, Serena Williams, Richard Branson, Mark Zuckerberg, Ariana Huffington and Tiger Woods. And I kind of, you know, rattle off a little bit of information about all of them. I'm sure you're familiar with with who they are, but in particular, Ariana Huffington stands out to me because if if you don't know who she is, firstly, have a quick Google, have a quick read about who she is. And um, she is the founder of the Huffington Post. She's had an incredible life. She's such an amazing, driven, focused woman. So I wanted to start off by sharing a little quote from Ariana Huffington. She says, I wish I could go back in time and tell myself that not only is there no trade off between living a well rounded life and high performance, performance is actually improved when our lives include time for renewal, wisdom, wonder and giving. That would have saved me a lot of unnecessary stress, burnout and exhaustion. 
So that's a quote that I use from her because particularly the last bit where she talks about stress, burnout and exhaustion, I think that is something that right now has become the norm. So as I said, working in the fitness and the wellness space, I should be surrounded by people who are well, who are, you know, we've got all the information now. We know what we should be eating, how much we should be sleeping. We've got all this data. We've got things to track our heart rate and our breath and our sleep. And we know apparently all there is to know. So why am I not surrounded by people who are well? I'm surrounded by people who are stressed, who are on the edge of burnout, who are emotionally and physically drained. And often I think when it comes to high performance or people who are, you know, out there, high achievers, going after their goals, smashing it, doing all the things, actually, yeah, those are the people who are suffering from all these things and they think that it's normal. They will say to, you know, when you see someone, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm exhausted. Oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. And everyone goes, yeah, me too. And they just carry on because they assume that is a normal way to live. It's a normal way to function, but it's not. And it's not the best way. You're not going to perform optimally and be able to sustain to reach those goals, to do all the things, the amazing, incredible things that you want to do if you're not looking after yourself. So that's where the five pillars of high performance come in. Now, if you do have a pen and paper right now, it would be awesome if you could jot this down. If you are walking on a treadmill or walking your dog or, I don't know, maybe out running, you might not have a pen and paper. But if you're sitting on the tube, I I don't know where you listen to the show. But yeah, if you could write it down, then grab a pen. The five pillars are mindset, movement, play, purpose and community. So I'm going to come back to those in a minute. But firstly, I'm going to go back to where Ariana's talking about stress, burnout, feeling exhausted. So here are some of the symptoms of stress, okay? Tiredness, headaches, addiction to caffeine. If you wake up in the morning and you have to have that coffee to kind of even function. Um, Low mood, constant feeling of kind of indecision, um, indifference, insomnia, having trouble sleeping, reduced cognitive function and gut inflammation and skin breakouts. So a lot of the things on this list, I'm sure many of us have experienced in the past. But if you're experiencing three or more of those things now on a daily basis, if you're listening to that list and thinking actually like yes to all of them or most of them, then those are essentially the body giving you red flags. Those are symptoms of stress. You cannot function well and optimally and perform high if you are suffering with the symptoms of stress. And the way I kind of describe it to parents is that I say, if you if you have a young child and they said to you in the morning, before school, I have a headache, I have a stomach ache, if they had a bloated stomach, if they had low mood, if they weren't sleeping well, indecision, you would not hand them an espresso and say, okay, get to school. But that's what we tend to do with ourselves. I think if that was your child, you'd actually be worried that they're ill um, and you'd want to kind of, yeah, intervene and, and, and give them some time off to rest and recover. But I see lots and lots of adults who are essentially living like this. They have paracetamol in their bag at all times. They have three or four coffees to get them through the day. They say that they don't sleep well. They suffer with gut inflammation. And as I said, they just kind of assume that that is just, that's what comes with the job. If you want to, you know, work hard, play hard, be successful, do all the things, then that is part of the job. But it's not. I'm here to tell you that it is not. And as I said before, it's not sustainable. It's not healthy. And there's a better way for us to work and live. And essentially, that 
you know, living is what it's all about, right? Regardless of the work output, this, the salary, all of that, living really is what we should be focused on right, right here because we only have one chance to experience this life. You are experiencing it right now. So, yeah, I'm going to take it back to those five pillars and talk you through each one individually. So the first pillar that I mentioned is mindset. So mindset is essential for high performance. All high performers that I meet, that I read about, that I listen to, they all have cultivated a mindset, a growth mindset. Now, I've mentioned before the wonderful professor Carol Dweck. She is the author of Mindset. Uh, She coined the phrase growth versus fixed mindset. Now, if you are someone who has a growth mindset, then essentially you believe that the traits and abilities and the skills that you have, you you require, you can always improve. You can always get better. You can always learn more. You can always change and adapt and become more. However, if you have a fixed mindset, then you believe that your skills, your talents, your IQ, these are fixed things that, you know, it's kind of like when people say, well, it's just genetics. You know, you get what you're given. You can use what you've got, but that's kind of it, you know, like you have to be realistic. You've got to kind of stick in this box and you have a fixed mindset. You can't change it. What I'd say in my experience is that with high performers, they all have cultivated a growth mindset. And the reason I say cultivated is because it's not that you just have it. You don't just decide like, oh, you're not just born with it. And it's kind of like, well, you're optimistic, Adrian. It's like, no, you can really do things to to change the, the neuroplasticity of the brain. You know, practice and repetition shows on MRI scanners that it changes the neuroplasticity within our brains. So I truly believe that through practice and repetition... You can improve at anything, anything. And it just really depends on how much you want to improve, how much you want to commit, how much time and energy and focus you want to pour into one subject. And you're going to, yeah, you're going to see the payoff. So developing a growth mindset is absolutely essential. And one way in which many high performers do that is through physical challenge. So it's kind of interesting that to challenge the mind, they do a physical challenge. But you hear lots of CEOs, lots of successful, you know, people who have this this mindset, they do physical challenges, whether it's triathlons, whether it's marathons, whether it's rock climbing, you know, skiing, they do kind of these physical challenges because... Through doing those physical challenges is where they learn to master the mind. It's where they learn that the mind is the master of the body. It's where they learn, you know, how to become more resilient, how to face failure, how to continue on when you really, really, really don't want to. And I know I've mentioned David Goggins before on the show. I'm a huge fan. He actually talked about when he was doing a 100-mile race and he was at the 70-mile mark and he was suffering. He was really suffering. Physically, you know, he was a mess and he was exhausted. But something he said that was really powerful is that when the mind makes a decision, the body has to listen. And basically, he made a decision at mile 70 of this 100-mile race that he was not going to quit he was going to finish. And he said, basically, it was just a switch. As soon as he made that decision, I'm not going to quit, I'm going to finish. Whichever way you're going to make it happen, whether you run, whether you walk, whether you crawl, you've made the decision. And I don't know why hearing it that way was just so powerful for me. But yeah, basically taking on physical challenges is a fantastic way to develop a growth mindset. So if you haven't ever before, then maybe maybe this is the time to start. Maybe it's the time to find a physical challenge. It doesn't have to be a triathlon, a marathon. Maybe for you, maybe it could be 
a 5k race, maybe it could be indoor rock climbing, but try a physical challenge and see over time and repetition how it starts to yeah, impact the mind and help you to develop a growth mindset. Okay, pillar number two is movement. Now, the reason I use the word movement when I deliver this talk is because when you say the word exercise, people already have lots of ideas in their mind when it comes to exercise, whether they like exercise, whether they hate exercise, whether they think exercise is something that they should do more of, whatever. But I use the word movement because movement essentially is what it's all about. We are born to move. Our bodies are designed to move. If you think about when you first wake up in the morning, if you look at an animal, a pet, cat, dog, whatever, when they first wake up in the morning, the first thing they'll do is stretch. They move. And so, you know, we are designed to move and movement doesn't need to be defined into being yoga poses or to being in a gym or running. It's just movement. But I think figuring out a way that you like to move and making it a part of your daily practice, daily habits, routine is essential. If movement is something that you do once in a while, and what I mean by once in a while, I want to define this, is by doing it less often than you For example, if you do something twice a week, then it means you're not doing it five days a week. So you need to tip those scales. So as long as it's tipping the scales to be more days a week than not, so obviously four, four or more times that you're moving. um, And it doesn't have to be, you know, an hour, even though an hour seems to be like the magic, magic number for me. It could be 20 minutes, 20 minutes of stretching, or it could be swimming. Or, you know, if you're lucky enough to live by the sea, which some of my friends do, then yeah, just getting out in water or walking even. But movement really, really is essential. You know, I'm not going to list all the benefits of exercise and, you know, the way it gets oxygen to the muscles and it changes the chemistry of the brain, serotonin, endorphins you've heard me talk about this before i'm sure and if you haven't google it google why is exercise good for me we know why exercise is good but i think framing it in a way that is like movement is essential for high performance you need to incorporate it it needs to be on the list it can't be a nice to have it can't be a luxury when you have time it has to be essential so please i encourage you get some movement into your day Pillar number three is play. So play is something that really gets overlooked. And I think often, especially when I go in to speak uh, in corporate environments, when there's lots of people sitting in suits and I say, you know, how much time in your day and in your week do you spend prioritizing play? Now, play is something that is essential for communication, creativity, and it actually improves cognitive function. It's great for team building, but also it's about enjoyment. You know, like not everything we do has to be about output and about productivity and about monetization. What about doing things that are fun, doing things that you enjoy, doing things that put a smile on your face, that things that you're going to remember and be like, oh, do you remember when I did that, that summer that I spent doing that, you know? So play is really, really important. Earlier this year, I was in Berlin. I was hosting an event and I was really lucky to sit in the audience for some keynotes. And one of the keynotes that was delivered was from the ex-CEO of Lego. And he talked a lot about play and it was super inspiring. He talked about how they're not selling like pieces of plastic. They're selling creativity. They're selling imagination. They're selling like this theater of dreams. I was like, wow, that sounds 
amazing. I was like, for someone who has spent a lot of money on Lego for my young son, I was like, wow, like you're selling it to me. Um, And basically, yeah, he just talked about how when you give people the opportunity to play and to explore and you'll be so surprised like what it can do for both your physical and mental health and how it can improve teams. You know, if you're somebody who leads a team within your work, if you're uh, an entrepreneur, maybe you have a small team, encouraging them to feel empowered and to be able to kind of, you know, just have better communication and better creativity and be able to express their creativity as well and not feel like, oh, you know, that their ideas are silly or that you don't want to hear it. Like really kind of fostering that environment is a really, really good thing to do. So that's number three. It's all about play. Schedule some time for play if you haven't already. Pillar number four is purpose. Now, this is a big one. And often when I do this one, I put a slide up, a picture of Yoda. So for all the Star Wars fans and for Jude. But basically purpose is, wow, where do I even start? Why, what, who and how? So those are the four. Why are you doing this? What do you need to do it? Who are you doing it for? And how are you going to make it happen? So those are the four things that when you look at purpose, you know, it's a really big topic and people will say, you know, how do you figure out what your passion is? How do you figure out what your purpose is? But essentially, I think if you can start off with those four things, why, what, who and how, even if you can't tick all of them, it just helps to give you some idea that you're going in the right direction. Do you know what I mean? Like trying to figure out your one North Star in life is really overwhelming and it changes. I know that mine's definitely changed. So instead, I just encourage people to start there. Look at the why, look at the what. The who is really important. Who are you doing this for? Whatever this is, whether it's your career, whether it's your uh, physical challenge, whether it's learning, who are you doing it for? Is it to encourage others? Is it to um, support your family? Figuring out the who is such a powerful motivator. And when people feel kind of deflated, they're lacking in motivation, figuring out their who is so powerful. You know, when I say to somebody, you know, when I think back to my my fitness coaching, when I used to do a lot of one-to-ones, if I just said to someone, okay, what's your goal? And they said to me, Adrian, I've had three kids. I want to shape up. I want to lose a stone. I want to feel better and fit in my jeans again. It's like, okay, that motivation isn't going to last very long in, you know, historically that wouldn't last very long. However, if we've sat down and figured out who are you doing this for? Who? Is it for yourself? Is it for your husband? Is it for your kids? Who are you doing this for? And when they figured out and said to me, okay, actually, I'm doing this because I want to be able to take my kids swimming and keep up with them in the pool. I want to jump on the trampoline with them. I want to run around the park with them. I want to feel fitter, stronger, healthier, more vibrant. I want more energy for my kids. That's the who, and that is powerful. So when you don't feel like getting your gym kit on or you don't feel like, you know, going out in the cold for that run, having a who can be such a game changer. So that's a little bit on purpose. I mean, I could talk so much deeper on this. This uh, this talk does usually take me an hour. So yeah, figuring out your purpose is a whole other topic, but hopefully that's helpful to get you started. And last but not least, the fifth pillar for high performance is community. So community is 
essential. Collaboration is key. We thrive in communities. You know, we are not supposed to be on our own, in isolation, doing things by ourselves, for ourselves. Teamwork is essential. And whatever your goal is, even if you are, you know, a solo or an entrepreneur or whatever, you need a community of like-minded people around you. Maybe that's virtually, maybe that's online, maybe that's who you follow. Maybe it's the podcast you listen to, the books you read. Maybe it's the people that you go for dinner with or the people, you know, cultivating a community around you of like-minded people and people who are going to support your visions, your dreams, people that are going to question you and say, "Mm, maybe that's not the right way. Maybe that's not the right approach. People that will say to you, pat you on the back and make you feel good and say, you know what, you're doing a great job. You know, we need to really think about the communities that we are in because essentially, the habits and behaviours that we see in the tribe that we are in, will we will replicate those for better or for worse. So, you know, that's statistically shown that the people we spend the most time with, we are going to yeah, emulate their habits and behaviours, whether those are habits and behaviours that we want in ourselves or not. And also thinking about your own habits and behaviours and how that's having an impact on those around you and just your energy, you know. So I'm very, very grateful and lucky to... I'm so grateful for the community, the people that I interact with through my work, through my day. I really have this strong community of people who can hold me accountable, people who can inspire me, people who can challenge me. So that is really, really key. And I think all high performers definitely have that. Um, and it's just something to to get if thinking, OK, how do I get started with that? You know, maybe I don't you don't have that right now. Just start with one. Start with one person. Maybe reach out to them, whether it's through social. You know, I'm big on this. I think social media should be social. So reach out to them, maybe send them an email, maybe ask them to meet for a run or for coffee or whatever. But don't use the excuse of like, well, I don't know anyone or or, I don't have that because in a digital age, you can find those people. Find your tribe, search, do some work, look at the hashtags, find your community. 
you know, all of these things, if you're going to take on all those things and say, okay, right, I need to think about mindset, I need to think about movement, I need to think about play, I've got to figure out my purpose, I need to be in a community. It's like, wow, you know, it's a lot. So maybe just start with one this week. Maybe just pick one. Maybe listen to this again in a couple of weeks. Pick something different and just make small changes. The small changes matter. I definitely talked about that before. You know, those 1%, 1%, 1%, it all adds up. So yeah, hopefully you don't feel overwhelmed thinking, okay, I've got to do change everything at once. Maybe you're already doing those things. Maybe listening to this is like, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, you got it down. Let me know if you have enjoyed this episode. I really do appreciate every single message, every single review. And I'd love to know what you think of this episode in particular. If you want more, let me know. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate this community. I'm loving how it's growing and I'm so excited for the new projects that we have coming up with the help of Studio 71, the Power Hour crew. I'm so excited. So thanks for listening. Hope you have an awesome week. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.